Hey, Reese, you remember that time where we... No, I actually don't remember that. Well, how about the time we... But then there was that time we... Wait a second. I'm starting to think that I'm not part of any of these stories. What's going on here? We'll get to the bottom of this. So, hey, you are now listening to a brand spanking new episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. I am your host, Reese, and you are listening to me, which we already established. Well, are you listening to me? Who knows? But anyway, we have a lot to talk about today, and I can't wait to talk about it. What things we're going to talk about? A couple different topics, a couple different topics, but uh, we're going to get through them one at a time. It's going to be a really fun Fun, fun, adventurous journey for us. I am recording this during my quote-unquote lunch break. We'll say that. And not that I've done my work for the day. So now I'm just doing things that I would have to do usually after work. But because my job is so painstakingly free of pain and easy, albeit boring, that I now have time to do things that I did not previously have time to do. Such as report, edit, and upload a whole podcast episode for you biatches. Even though you're not biatches, you're very wonderful people. Men, women, boys, girls, everything in between or outside of those binary constructs that we have forced upon ourselves in society. Anyway, so without further ado, well, we already started the show, but I'll just say it anyway. Let's start the show. So I came to a realization the other day as I was being part of one of my many, many group texts that I'm a part of, that I'm forced to be a part of. I'm not part of all the group texts. I'm part of several, a dozen, a number of group texts. And the reason why I'm a part of those is because people force them upon me. Even when I protest, even when I don't participate, even when I escape, eventually, they pull me back. I think group texts are a menace. I think they are a menace to society and a plague to to the world. I think that's actually the number one problem with society. You can agree or disagree if you want, but you'd be wrong. But let's say you're not wrong because you listen to me and that means you're smart and really good looking and also the best. But since you're not wrong, I'll tell you why. Group texts, just if if you don't stay up with them, if you don't stay up with them, you miss one, you miss about a hundred of them, and then you're scrolling through the last four hours of whatever inane and crazy stuff they're talking about. And somebody might, inside of that group text, have sent something very important that you actually need. But you'll never see it because it's bogged down by so many text messages that don't matter. If you're a person that sends a lot of group texts, you're... A, I don't, I don't say this, I don't say this lightly. I don't throw this word around. You're a terrorist, though. You are a terrorist, domestic or otherwise. You are a terrorist if you do this, if you force group texts upon people. I had a family group text that I decided to quit, and it's not. It was, it was just, it was interesting. Let me just say that. I, I can go up it so much before people start just throwing out these theories and all of them like uh unsubscribe but i love you guys if there's a way that i could stay well no mm-mm. even if i could stay part of the group text i would not i would not 
opt-ins to the group test experience. It's just, it's weighty. I know, I know. It's convenient. You have a group of friends. You guys might be coordinating something, et cetera, et cetera. It's just easy to talk inside of a group. I do have several of them that I stay a part of. And the ones that send texts every now and again, love them. Why? Because they're so low maintenance, they don't even matter. They do not even matter. But a lot of them, they seem to want to routinely, <laughs> almost every day, and a lot, send so many texts. And I know what you're thinking. Well, you know, 2020 happened, so people got together. No, no, no. These ones that I'm talking about, they've always been like this. They've always sent message after message and wave after wave of message. <sighs> and there was no escape. Here's... But that that uh, actually helped me find something out. That helped me realize something. Because in a lot of these groups, and even beforehand, before the groups, right? So in talking about my one of my group's recent threads, right? They were talking about what great times we've had and a couple of excursions that we had. The time that this thing happened, the time that that thing happened. And it's like, yeah, that was really fun. And then I realized, wait a second. I, I don't know if that was fun or not. Why don't I know if that's fun or not? Because I was not part of those excursions. It was like three stories they told back to back to back that I had zero part to do with. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't there for that. That's, I'm not, that wasn't, no, I wasn't there. I don't have that story. Or I'm not a part of that story. Either way you want to slice it. And I realized, uh, that can be said for a lot of my friend groups. A lot of my groups of friends I'm not a part of. For some strange way. Like, even in my own group, I'm kind of an outsider looking in. I'm not trying to be an outsider looking in just i wasn't there for example my college friends right <sighs> so i did go to college graduated spent like 25 years going to college a long time the thing is the normal fun crazy college experience i had to cram that into year one why because from year two one i didn't live on campus and i also had to work so I worked full-time while going to school full-time. What does that mean? Every day that I wasn't working, I was at school. Every day that I wasn't at school, I wasn't working. And most days, I was doing both. So you can imagine back when I was a college-age person. Just job, 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 job. I wonder why I don't have any money now. That's weird. And sure, I would go to the occasional party. I would hang out at the occasional house. And I would see the occasional... Yeah, I would have some fun. I, would, I had a decent amount of fun in college. I had a decent amount of fun. But not some crazy movie-style fun that other people can talk about. You know who can talk about it? My group of friends I went to college with around that same time. Why? Because they lived on campus. And most of them didn't start working until their junior or senior years. Some even after that. So when I had to be responsible and do this, that, and the other... They were basically just getting the night started. And since I didn't live on campus, I lived pretty far compared to them. If I stuck around, eventually I'd have to leave anyway. I didn't have a car. They didn't feel like driving me, etc., etc. So a lot of these crazy stories that they would tell, or even mundane stories that mean a lot to them, I just was not around for. I wasn't around to talk about them. Like, that's not my story. 
But the weird thing is, they talk about it at any chance they get, like I was there. Because the group. It could be a group of five people. Three out of those five people went and had those experiences, or they, they share common people with those experiences. So they talk about the experience. And I'm just sitting there, smiling, nodding, trying to visualize it and laugh at it. Laugh at it. Like, yeah, this is a crazy time, sounds like you guys had. Here's the thing. The story's never stopped. You hear about reliving the glory days? That is where it has been frozen ever since we graduated college, which was <laughs> a long time ago. But I don't have those stories. And it seems like we didn't really create those stories after college for some reason. Like, not me and that group. And I'm another group. This group that I'm talking about previously. They're a very, very um, adventurous group. Or activities-based. Like, they, get, they love to get out and do things. If you know me, I like to get out and do things. But I'm not dying to get out and do things at all. Like, a lot. Because I'm usually tired. And I usually want to chill and relax. The problem is... I met this group while we were doing things. We were very active when I met this group. So they met me and it's an active person. But over time, I stopped being as active as them in their ways of activities. I started putting energy to the ways that I consider active. Now they've all really put their heart, soul, and energy into these activities. Some of them overlap. Some of them don't. Most of them don't overlap with me, though. <laughs> Most of them do not overlap with me at all. So I'm just like, uh, cool, cool. So most times with these groups in person or over the, uh, what do you call it? The group text, group chat. I'm still not outside looking in. Does that mean I regret that or I feel some sort of white? No, not, not at all. Here's the thing, right? Um, I don't. I never really desired to be the center of anyone else's friend group. I've always really prided myself on being able to be friends with vastly different people around vastly different walks and everything like that. Um, and be able to bring them, together if, bring them together if needed. But also, really having those one-on-one -on -one meaningful connections with my friends. I can say most of the people that I call actual friends they they can say they have an actual real connection with me not to say that none of these people have real connections completely opposite it's just how i it's just what do i value what do i treasure in my friendships and it's i really value and treasure that one-on-one -on -one connection um i be, like being able to have my friends be friends with each other um i like not necessarily having to be up under my friends all the time for them to realize their importance to me and vice versa. Not saying anything wrong with not doing any of that stuff for doing the opposite of what I said. It's just that's how I see things. And I am okay with that. But sometimes, occasionally, I'm like, man, I'm not happy I missed out on that opportunity to group bond. And it's not that I don't like their other groups, any of my friends, I think. A lot of my friends have great friends. It's just, you know, I'm only, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your friends staying your friends. For this fact, for this fact, right? Those are your friends. And if we bond and have a great time, fantastic. Fantastic. If, if that's somebody that I can call a friend at some point, even better. 
But I think it's much better for me, hey, do you consider them a friend? Are they someone you like, love, and cherish, etc.? As long as they're good friends with my friend, I'm happy with that. I just don't need to be the center of that kind of attention. I like being on the edges, on the periphery. Hey, it's Reese. Let's have a nice time. You meet me at a party. I'm not going to probably, unless, you know, maybe I had a couple in me, I'm not going to have a conversation with everybody at the party. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to say hi, especially if you cross my path. But I'm going to find those one or two people and make a really lasting connection with. Like, or might not last, but a really just like, wow. Remember that guy? Yeah, he was pretty cool. All right. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So I just find it very interesting that I look through it. College, the early stuff, like, I just don't have those stories. Why? Because I don't have a group of friends that, like, I stay with. I move from group to group to group. And even though I cherish the friends that I do have, just I just don't have it. We don't have that sedentary that where it's just us, always. <laughs> and that's why, if you look at my friends, you would think there's no rhyme or reason to them. And for the large part, there is a rhyme. There is a rhyme or reason. The rhyme, the reason, is that I like them. And the rhyme is you can't fight them. You see, that's that's a rhyme. I mean, you can't fight them, but you'd be fighting me too. And I don't know if you got the two-on-one. They got some other friends, too. So, it will probably be a lot of on-one. So, but, I mean, hey, you know what? We're friends, so then it would be on-two. Hmm. I don't know who I'd root for in that case. Let me think. You know what's funny? Speaking of fights. Speaking of fights, uh, it, it's crazy that this ended up being leading into my next topic. But, I'm going to say this. Everyone. Every single person, able-bodied, able, relatively able-bodied person on the face of this planet should be punched once. They should be punched once. And it's not, well, it's partially so you can learn not to be a jerk and say whatever thing comes out of your mouth and think that there's no consequences ever. Partially it's that. I do agree with that logic. I do agree with that logic. You can't say anything you want and expect to get no consequences whatsoever. But the larger reason why I think everyone, man, woman, and child, listen to me when I say this, everyone should be punched in the face once, is to know what to do if it happens to you. Think about being punched or anything, having something really, really just jarring happen to you. Jarring, just jarring. It's never happened to you before. You don't know how you're going to react. You don't know how your fight or flight system is going to react. You, you don't know what you're going to do. You may think you know what you're going to do come time, come the time for that, but you don't. And being punched when you don't expect it is one of the most violent but shocking and just like just rattling things that can happen to you that that you're just just unaware of. It's one of the most violent things that can happen to you that technically you can normally survive from. So let's say you're in a situation where you are engaging with someone who's a bit unhinged. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what they're going to do, but they're a bit unhinged, and you're in a place where you can't escape from this unhinged person without exposing yourself to risk or danger. This unhinged person might decide to just 
you know, you might say, hey, you can have the last carton of milk. And then, like, this is my milk. And just punch you in the face, right? Now, if you've never been punched in the face before, it might be so shocking that you just freeze up and don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, you got a crazy person pouncing and hitting you for more, for more damage. But let's say you've taken a punch before. You've taken several punches before. Wow. I'm not, let me point this out, I'm not advocating for domestic abuse or abuse otherwise. I'm not advocating for that. I should make that very clear. I wish we lived in a society where people did not punch each other at all, period. But I want those people that are the non-aggressors to be ready when the aggressors decide to turn it up a notch. That is my bottom line here. Again, I wish that this didn't have to be the case. I, you know, I wish there was no such thing as violence. I just wish people were prepared when that kind of violence came towards them. For example, boxers or any trained fighting athlete. One of the first things they learn is how to take a punch. Me, when I did boxing training and also martial arts training, etc. and wrestling training, one of the first things I like, one of the first lessons I absorbed is impact will happen to you. Impact will 100% happen to you. I remember the very first fight I had, right? And I was I was a child when this fight happened, right? We were playing around, whatever. They're like, hey, let's fight. And like, oh, okay. So I put my fist up like I saw in the movies or cartoons or whatever. And then they hit me. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what is this? It wasn't even that hard of a hit. But it was disorienting because I never got hit in the face before. And I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to react to that. <laughs> it was almost over before I got a chance to react because I was hit a few times. I remember a story of my buddy in college. <laughs> he had never been in a fight before that. And some guy hit him several times and he was unaware of what to do because... He never got in that situation before. Again, not advocating violence at all. But you got to know what to do. Or I would, I would hope people want to know what to do in those situations so they can get themselves out of a potentially really, really dangerous situation if it happens. Like, of course, hopefully you can disengage and get away before things happen. But just in case things happen, at least you can rely back on the okay. If I take a hit, I know I can scramble, I know I can fight back, I can. I know I can do something. So, first time I went boxing, we were, just supposed, we were just supposed to be, like, uh, just tagging each other lightly, playing around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The person that I was boxing, as a newbie, he got really overzealous and started just, like, popping me. And I'm like, well, we, you know, let's, let's bring it down. Here's what I can say about him, is that <laughs> that was him, he was overly aggressive, but he wanted to get as good as he gave. So, okay, here you go. <laughs> and then I just realized, oh, okay, he's just super aggressive. But, you know, that, for me, that was an adjustment. Like, oh, shoot. But luckily, I, well, luckily I've been in fights before. It's been a while since I last fought, and I, I pray I don't have to fight again. But it's been, I've been in fights before. So I said, okay, this person has a certain level of aggression. I can either meet that aggression or I can do something. I can tone it down, et cetera, et cetera. So 
I was able to respond what I felt was accordingly. When I wrestled, <laughs> when I got picked up and slammed, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm counting the stars, it's, it's jarring. It's just so crazy, and you don't expect it. Like, you just don't expect the physicality until you feel it. It's like, oh, okay. All right, I can now respond accordingly. But my best experience of all those is when I was a, a 12-year-old learning karate for the first time. And they had these things called sparring. And I think that was a great tool because I was able to put some gear on and fight somebody else. And we were able to throw, land, hit, things like that. And I learned there that not only how to take a punch, but that I could take a punch. All these things, I'm like, okay, I can take certain impacts if need be. I mean, especially for for anyone that will get into a fight or has gotten into a fight knowing what you're capable of doing and taking are very important things very important things in a fight because it's hard to size up whoever your opponent or your enemy is it's hard to know them you're not (laughs) you're not a professional fighter you haven't studied tape and even if you have you've never fought them before possible problem most likely nine times out of ten you never fought them before so you don't know what they're capable of at the same token, they don't know what you're capable of. Like, taking a punch and keep going. But I said to say, I want people to be safer and happier. Again, I don't want a society of head punchers just running around. I don't want this to be Fight Club. Well, maybe I do want a little bit of Fight Club. But only for people that actually actively sign up for it. Not any of this Fight Club that you don't know that you're in a Fight Club with. I guess I'm going to follow you around and beat you up. Nope, this is simply for everyone should get punched so they know what to do. They know what they can take, and they know how to react. Not because I'm some sick SOB that just wants people harmed by any type of abuse. So, hope that made sense. Now, because after hearing myself say it, I'm like, oh, this could be taken wrong. This could be taken wrong. Like, Reese talking about beating all women. No, 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 no. You know, I can say my record versus women is not a record because I've never fought them. Have I? <laughs> Have I been hit by a couple before? That's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Do I think I deserved it? Maybe. Maybe not. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, that should that would have been a great place to end. And that's what I think about women. <laughs> be like, whoa, this would be the highest viewed or highest listened to podcast. And then I get canceled. Is cancel culture really a thing? Ha ha, just kidding. That would be talking about a current topic. And as you know, we don't talk about current topics. Not like that. But what we do talk about is the things we talked about today. We have more to go. But not today. Today we're done. And that will, in fact, do it. For this episode of the As Told by Reese podcast, remember you can email me at name of this podcast at gmail.com or you can leave a review on the many, many spots to review all the podcasting spots because we're on everything. Um, thank you so much for listening to me rant about the things I rant about and the times I rant about them. Hopefully, this is the beginning of a 
Well, I've been I've been posting pretty regularly, but I want to post even more regularly. Or actually, I want to post even more regularly by putting a bunch of episodes out in a row. Why? Because I feel like when I'm inspired, I'm inspired, and I, I want to get them out. Because if I set it up for the same certain time every week, that would be great. As long as I have, the, I, I'm in the mood to talk about whatever it is I want to talk about. But what I want to do is talk when I'm most inspired, so I can give you the best version of whatever I have to offer. The very, like the creme de la creme of what I have to say. <laughs> and also, I think sometimes, depending on the time of day, affects what kind of podcast you get. Sometimes I like that late night early in the morning sometimes middle of the day sometimes hey afternoon you never know i i might have to listen to my past podcasts and see how the timing affects how my podcasts come out that would be interesting to me that would actually be a pretty interesting one to me but also if you ever have a topic you want me to cover i'll do it i'll do it I think it's all interesting. I have a whole bunch of topics to get to, though. Um, I think I'm going to make my next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one I got to do a little research for. So, mm, I guess I'll do that. I'll do the research for the next few days, and then then I'll pop out the podcast. But I don't want this to be like a research-heavy podcast. I kind of want it to be a little bit of everything. And I think so far, so good. I hope so far, so good. Who knows? But you would know if you told me. If you ever told me. But uh, it's time for me to get out of here now. I have to clock back in from lunch. Quote unquote. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for visiting my little corner of space. And just remember. Some, something's out there. Somewhere. It's probably me. I'm probably out there. Alright. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>